With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NUFC Blogcast Thursday Transfer Roundup. We're going to be doing this as we go throughout the summer with transfer rumors left, right, and center. The person who's going to help us navigate all that is my good friend Ollie, the editor of NUFCblog.co.uk. Ollie, how are you? Yeah, all good. Um, the transfer window hasn't even kicked off yet, technically. I think it doesn't open until I think it's the 14th of June. But as you can expect, there's already um, there's already a lot of rumours going around there, and no doubt we'll probably be trying to get our business done early. So yeah, it'll be good to go through some of the some of the main. Brilliant. Let's do that on the NUFC Blogcast. <laughs> Yeah, so Ollie, right. I mean, as you said, the transfer window hasn't even kicked off yet, but it's a big summer for Newcastle uh, by all accounts. We've obviously qualified for the Champions League. Our budget has been being talked about for ages, but one thing that was clear was if we got into the Champions League, the budget would be bigger with FFP and play and everything. So what's the state of play, Ollie? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess Eddie Howe after the the Chelsea game didn't give too much away when it came to the budget. I mean, I I suppose he's never going to give exact figures, but... It seems like we'll still be impacted a little bit by financial fair play, but at the same time, the club aren't going to come out and say, yeah, we're going to be the biggest spenders in Europe now because we've got Champions League because they obviously want to, to make sure clubs don't don't think that we've got so much money to spend. So I think we'll always be managing that. But um, but yeah, it's going to be a big summer, isn't it? Not just to add depth to cope with all the competitions we'll be in, but also to add that extra bit of quality so that we can actually have enough uh, to compete on the European stage, I guess. But uh, but yeah, I just thought with this episode, it'd be really good to, there's obviously so many transfer rumours out there, but it would be good to just pick out, say, four or five each week that kind of stand out, whether that's players that make sense or from an outlet that tend to be reliable. Um, at the blog, I tend because to try and there's, pull together. There's certainly, the un, there's, there's certainly unreliable ones, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, you're going to see us get linked with so many different names and there's times where, you just see, I mean, if it's a Neymar or, you know what I mean? You kind of just wonder, well, 
when you look at the blueprint we've set since Eddie Howe came in, you see a rumor like that and you just think, yeah, that's not, I just can't see that. So, so yeah, I suppose it'd be good to just run through the ones that, that make the most sense and share a few details really, because people love to hear about transfer talk, but then they can get a little bit sick of the stuff that really is just a load of rubbish. So, so yeah. Brilliant. Well, so who should we start with? I'm going to, you're obviously our expert on this one. You, you run a UFC blog that gets its own little insights now and again, you got in touch with some journalists every now and again. So you're the one, you're the expert. Where should we start? Well, I think a, a decent place to start would be actually one exclusive I got. I've been chatting to a guy called Steve K at Football Transfers, and he's a really nice guy and he gets some good information. He was the first journalist to break Gabriel Jesus's move from Man City to Arsenal. So he's he's wow. got some good links there. And I've been mm. chatting to him about Kieran Tierney. Um, there was a lot of talk, I think, last week about that Newcastle were it was a lot, it was just kind of murmurings, really, but there was talk on social media that oh we've close to agreeing a deal, but I was chatting to him about about that. And it's his understanding that Howe is a big fan, but he's a little bit wary of his injury record. Therefore, he would prefer to sign him on a cut price deal. And I can right. I can kind of see see the sense of that when you see that he has struggled over the past few years to stay fit. Um so yeah, yeah. it's his understanding there that Teeny is a target, but Howe is wary to pay the thought of 35 million asking price. Yeah. Um, Tierney, to me, in my head, it just seems like such a sensible one. I mean, obviously, the injury record we need to consider, but we need, you know, we do need a solid left back. Dan Byrne really is a centre back. He's done the top job at left back. Matty Target yeah. isn't, isn't a Champions League level left back. So left back is the most obvious position, I think, that we need to strengthen. I think everyone agrees. Tierney does yeah. make sense. I mean, as I said on this podcast, I did a, as a joke, uh, Kieran Tierney to Newcastle is done. Uh, here we go, like Fabrizio Romano. And the tweet got two and a half million views because oh, <laughs> wow. it got retweeted all these times. So I think part of the rumor was was my joke tweet that got viewed so much. So we've got you to blame then. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So now if it does happen, like if I was right and it ends up, you know, being true, then I'm going to retweet that and people are going to think I actually knew. But of course I didn't. Yeah, I you're in just the kind of guessing. <laughs> yeah, it just the reason I did it is it, it just makes sense. That deal to me makes sense. Oh, he's yeah. not starting for Arsenal. He's a solid player. His contract's running down. Let's get him. I think as well, um, Howe actually looked to sign Tierney when he was at Celtic. He looked to bring him to Bournemouth probably about five years ago now. But yeah. So if there's a history there of interest from Howe when we need a left back and we prefer Premier League proven players, he does tick a lot of boxes. But I can see the sense in not wanting to overpay when his injury record has been a little bit dicey. Um, I was also told by Steve that Man City have shown some interest because apparently Arsenal are really keen to get a new right-sided fullback and they see Joe Cancelo as like a perfect signing and obviously he seems to have fallen out of favor with Pep and Man City so I was told by Steve as well that there's some interest from Man City over like a, a part exchange but I think to be honest that's probably not that likely I mean will Man City really want to help out Arsenal and will Tini want to move from one backup role to another at Man City maybe not so so yeah I think that's one to watch but I, I get the feeling from what Steve told me that how doesn't want to overpay just because of the injury record so yeah that's that's the first one well I think yeah just to just to just to finish on Tierney I think it makes sense from our point of view, but it also makes sense from his. You know, he'll be joining a Champions League yeah. club where he'll be first choice. So, like, if I was him, I'd be... Oh, obviously, I'm a Newcastle fan, but I'd be jumping at that chance. I suppose you've also got the fact he's Scottish and presumably he's still got family in Scotland there. That can only help. I mean, yeah. I know yeah. players these days, it's not difficult for them to get about, but it just it, it's another reason why the move could appeal, isn't it? Yeah, it's like that's that's one of the, you know, one of the key reasons we got Trippier, wasn't it? He wanted to be back in the north with his family yeah. who live in Manchester and Newcastle's not obviously that far, two and a half hour drive, whatever. So, so yeah. yeah okay. It. Tierney, Tierney's on his way. Here we go. Done. <laughs> <laughs>
So yeah, next one, this is a name that's kind of appeared over the past few weeks, is Dominic Sobozlai. I'm not sure if, if I've pronounced that correctly, but he's the RB Leipzig attacking midfielder who Sky Sports in Germany have done quite a few pieces over the past fortnight mentioning the fact that Newcastle have had scouts in Germany watching him. And they've released one just a couple of days ago saying we've actually held talks with his agent. Right. Um, and in that piece, they also added that it's either him or Madison, which makes sense because they play very similar roles. Yeah. Um, so that makes me wonder, is he a, a backup to Madison? Or... And, and, and the pricing, I mean, I guess the pricing is going to be different. Madison, will be, he's only got one year left on his contract, doesn't he? He might be 30 million, something like that. The, and I, then this. I feel like they'd probably ask at least 40, but yeah, it could be a bit less than we bid last summer, definitely. Now they've been relegated, yeah. And then this, sh- how do you say his name? Shalosbury. I think it's, <laughs> it's Sobozlai. Sobozlai, right. We're going to have to learn that one. I, it, it's, spelt, that, but... it's spelt like someone sneezed. And like someone's trying to spell a sneeze, like that that Napoli guy as well, Cavaja Rajarella or whatever. But yeah, no, I mean, 60 million for, for this guy or 30, 40 for James Madison. What's, what, how old is he? He's 22, I believe. Um, well, let's get him then. He's younger than Madison. <laughs> a little bit more I mean, this money, is though. the thing. So, I mean, I think some people are relying on a bit of YouTube scouting here, but people have said that if you factor in the fact he's younger, he's a bit better physically from what I can see. He's six foot two, and people say he, can, he presses a lot for Leipzig, which... Madison maybe could mould himself into a how, but at the minute, I don't think you could say Madison's going to be doing an armour on up or down the right and pressing up and down. I don't think that's quite his game. So maybe they're looking at Sabozlai and wondering, has he got a higher ceiling as a younger player who can grow a little bit more? Um, I think Madison's the safer bet, but but yeah, Sabozlai's been linked quite a bit recently. So he's kind of one to watch, I think. I mean, I noticed um, Luke Edwards at the Telegraph, He the last report he did on Madison, he mentioned that Newcastle are interested but they're ready to like pursue other targets if madison doesn't give them a firm answer on whether he really wants to move or whether he's angling for a move elsewhere i do wonder if the sabozlai one is reared its head at a time where newcastle maybe aren't convinced that madison wants this. there's been a lot of talk of him preferring to move to london sabozlai sorry to interrupt he's he's like madison right he's number 10 sort of could play across the front three really not not in the center but or behind the the, the number nine yeah he's one of those where yeah, like one of those sort of in, inverted wingers, if you'd call it that, who can play as a mm. 10, but can cut in from the right, I think, in that sense. Right. Um, okay. So, yeah, that I think it'll be interesting to see which one we'll go for out of those. But there's certainly, like, sometimes there's uh, there's no smoke without fire, and that, his name's been coming up a lot recently. So so it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Um, okay, so that's, that would be that would be a, a left-back done. It would be Shabozlai done playing right wing or number 10 or whatever. And then you've got the next one. Who is who? So again, it'd be one that needs to be taken with a pinch of salt, but it came out yesterday afternoon. So what was that? Wednesday afternoon from a Spanish outlet called Marca. And they're, they've yeah. got a mixed reputation. But anyway, they, they, they suddenly announced that Newcastle are very close to signing Gabri Vega, who's a Celta Vigo midfielder, a Spanish under 21 uh, international. So it came out from them that, we were very close to getting them. And sometimes when these things appear out of nowhere from one of these outlets overseas, you actually are more inclined to believe it because I think yeah. saw it announced that Isaac was coming. It was from Spain. It, when we first saw that Bruno was on his way, it was Brazil. And I think Botman came from the, the, the first outlet that confirmed he, he, that deal was done was either France or, or in, in the Netherlands. So sometimes when these reports come out of nowhere, you obviously take them with a pinch of salt, but then you wonder where it's the selling club 
sort of advising press there that a deal's being done or something like that. So, so that's an interesting one, a bit out of out of nowhere, but that's sometimes how we get deals done. Um, so the, yeah. yeah, that's another interest. Kind of explode um, onto the scene. Yeah, I've watched a little uh, YouTube compilation as you do of this fella. And he does look good. He's been linked, I know, with yeah. Barcelona and Real Madrid in the past. He's got a 40 million buyout clause, it sounds like. He's like a little mini baby Bruno, plays that sort of, it seems, seems anyway, like a ball-carrying, tricky little centre midfielder full of quality. Is that right? And he scores a few goals as well. I think so. I mean, I, I would. I think from the bits I've read about him, he's probably a little bit more advanced than Bruno. I mean, I suppose Bruno can play as a number six or number eight, but I saw people describe Vega as a baby caca, which has got to be a nice uh, comparison. I mean, let's not get too carried away. But which I guess which he's which caca? AC Milan caca or the Real Madrid fat caca? Oh, AC Milan. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> it's got, oh, well, let's hope so. Let's hope. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Then Fabrizio Romano, who's. I don't know. I don't know how he keeps his account as up to date as he does, or he posts as many tweets as he does. He's he's relentless. But he then did an update saying he's expected to go to the Premier League, but nothing is agreed of, as of yet. So, so who knows what's going on there? But it's certainly another like new name to to emerge, and he does take a lot of boxes. I mean, he's twenty one. There's a low release clause there. People think he's got massive potential. Um, he's meant to be really well rounded. I haven't. I can't claim to have watched him play, but in terms of what I've read about him and. He does take a lot of boxes in, in terms of that sort of hidden gem would probably look to sign at a decent yeah, price. So. It seems to be so, like yeah. a little kind of, sorry, kind of a policy. It, quite, it seems like quite a sensible policy that we, we scout around Europe. We find these young, maybe younger players who've got release clauses that, hmm. that they're already worth more than their release clause. And we take advantage of it just in a quick way because we've got the cash and we can just go boom. Whereas other clubs might deliberate. And it seems like that's quite a wise way for us to go about it at the moment. We don't want to get into a bidding war with people because as you say, there's a Newcastle tax, there's other people who can dwarf us in wages like Eddie Howe says. So this policy yeah. of finding these players with these you know, these buyout clauses that we can just go, eh, done, it's agreed, sign the contract, get him in, seems like a good yeah. way of, of going about it in a sensible way. And I think we said a few podcasts ago that we tend to sign players who are sort of ready to take the step to Newcastle and that they're at a club who aren't currently in Europe or if they're in Europe, they're around Europa League level. And the, nat the natural next step is Newcastle. So we saw it with Bruno. I mean, that was a bit, let's not lie, it was a big, big move at the time that he went from a decent club in France who were playing in the Europa League, I think, to battling relegation. But like I say, you look at the Lyon, who we got Bruno from, you look at Real Sociedad, where we got Isaac from, Lille, where we got Bartman from, if we get, say, a Vega, just it's those hidden gems at clubs who are ready to yeah. make the next step. They don't cost a bomb and they come with so much motivation. It's not buying Bruno. like, yeah, Real Madrid um, substitutes or like, you know, Chelsea yeah. players who have fallen out of favour like Hakim Ziyech. You know, we're not doing that. We're Yeah, exactly. We're buying yeah. these hungry young I mean, players that we can just get the deal done quickly. I remember when the takeover first happened and it was crazy just trying to piece together all these different articles which were linking were linking us with every single player on the planet and the number the number of times we were linked with a Coutinho who at the time was he'd had his day and he, he okay he's still a talented player but his motivation levels would be gone his wages would be huge there was Aiden Hazard at Real Madrid who again big name might sell a few shirts but he wouldn't be arriving at, at in with with sort of right motivation levels and I'm really glad we've kind of ignored Coutinho's as mad as that might sound Mm. To, to go for the likes of the Brunos and Botmans. I just think that that policy has just served us so well and I think we'll stick to it really. I think we should and I think it's 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 a it's a more admirable way of doing things I think 
you look at it because there's actually yeah. thought behind it there's a strategy behind it it's not like chelsea spent half a billion last summer on these these players who were still young players but they were the top of the top young players who sort of all come on in these huge wages and yeah it's just uh, just not there's nothing appealing about that there's nothing you look at you don't look at chelsea and go oh that's a well-run club you go that's a mess um yeah we you know putting aside you know issues of our ownership and everything but you look at our club and go that is a well-run club so Definitely. yeah I mean, it's great to be a newcastle fan at the moment is this summer's going to be great i think the next challenge for us obviously we've we've seemed to have a really good policy there at getting those 30 to 40 million gems like bruno and botman and i think the next challenge could be trying to implement what brighton do and it's finding those gems out of nowhere like look at nc so at brighton look at casado who they bought for about five million it's trying to find players who can come in around academy level for a couple of million and before you know it they're worth 50 times the amount that's probably the, the challenge but it, it's easier said than done finding i don't know a player for a couple of million from south america who can turn into a 50 million pound player in a couple of months they would at brighton but i bet we're trying to replicate that model because it's just that's the like i say 30 million for brunos and botmans is it, are bargains but they brighton seem to take it to the next level don't they the way they recruit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean bro well, i mean can brighton continue that it seems to be just a factory of finding these gems and, and churning them out. I mean, I worry for yeah. Brighton next season, to be honest, because, you know, if they lose Matoma, McAllister, maybe, you know, maybe uh, March, maybe Evan Casado Ferguson, well. like Casado, yeah, you, you end up going, they can't surely just replace them with another bunch of, you know, bargains that's going that's to go it, right. Yeah, so, yeah, well, it'll be Brighton will be an interesting watch next season. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The only other bit, I mean, we can go on to a few little bits on outgoings in a second, but the only other bit, I got another exclusive from Steve Kay, and he he mentioned that Howe's a big fan of Calvin Phillips at Man City, but there's a little bit of doubt there whether Calvin Phillips wants to leave for regular football or stay and fight for his place, because right. maybe he's had a little taster at the end of the season and played a few games and, and got his Premier League winner's medal and thought, oh, I'd love to, do you know what I mean, if Rodri gets injured, I'd, I'd love to the one that steps in but yeah he takes boxes in terms of premier league proven english um i think how pretty big on getting premier league proven players where he can but um yeah. but yeah whether whether that works from his perspective i, I just really can't know. see him getting into the city team i just can't see it i don't know why maybe it's just because we haven't seen him kind yeah. of enough in a city shirt but it's just yeah he should move on i, I mean calvin phillips at leeds he was obviously good he was in the england squad and everything looked good yeah, he'd be a good signing. I just feel like I just that just doesn't. To be honest, that doesn't excite me that one because I think at City he'll be on 150 grand a week already. 
Yeah, and he'll probably want to want a want a want a wage rise coming to us. Um, he'll get regular football, and he might be brilliant. But I just because I haven't seen him for so long now, really, he hasn't played all year. Pretty much, he's played two or three times. Uh, come yeah. off the bench, maybe eight, seven or eight times, and it's just mm, doesn't excite me. But anyway, I think that's another challenge, though, isn't it? If, well, not not a challenge, sorry, but just the last thing here that if we were looking to sign a Tierney and then let's just say we went for a Calvin Phillips, that's two players who've not only had a slightly dodgy injury record, but two players who have barely kicked a ball in the Premier League for, a, I know it's only a year, but that still counts for something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's one to be careful of, I suppose. But Yeah, uh, you've, got to, you've got to get it. You've got to have a balance, haven't you? Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's... Outgoings, what could happen, Ollie? Mm. I've read quite a few things over the last few days about just new deals, and obviously that's not necessarily an outgoing, but it's players that are due to be out of contract who we could keep. So I think you've seen there about, I think you might have mentioned it earlier, maybe you didn't, about Loris Carriers. Um, yeah. That he's out of contract at the end of the, the season. And, and The Athletic have said, just released an article now, saying that Newcastle and Eddie Howe have sat down with him and, and they're keen to, for him to, to sign another one-year deal. But okay. apparently he's a little bit uncertain of, of whether he wants to stay or go to Italy because I think he's got interest from Italy. Um, right. And I think his girlfriend works for Sky Italy, so there might be a temptation there to move if his right. if his partner lives out there and works there. That's so, the sort of insight we um, need. That's why you're here, mate. You need to know where every yeah. single girlfriend or <laughs> wife is from. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like a stalker if I did that. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. It's exactly what a stalker. Just a little is. bit. <laughs> but yeah, another thing with with contracts and players coming to the end of the deal, Dummett and Richie, they're two players that I think most of us were like think they've been really solid servants but we expected them to leave at the end of the season but everything house saying is that he kind of wants them to stay for another year and wants them to extend um there's another thing that's come out today that apparently this comes from football insider that saying that matt ritchie's in advanced talks to sign a new one-year deal right um so yeah it's like i say it could be that the likes of him and Dummett um end up staying end up extending so i mean we'll and if, if yeah and it's yeah, just a few things um, isn't it like if carrius signs a new deal then it's that suggests Darlow or Dubravka might be off um or if he doesn't then he's off to Italy whatever and then if you've got Matt Ritchie and Dummett is that is that a case of let's just have a big enough squad and have the homegrown players we need or is it the work the stuff Matt Ritchie does behind the scenes and Paul Dummett in terms of leadership roles within the, the the squad or is it a bit of both what do you think I was just going to say that I think it probably will be a bit of both because like you say, there's certain regulations we'll have to like satisfy with the homegrown place thing. But then also, like like you say, we probably can't underestimate, well, we don't know really, but we, we can't underestimate the, the the roles they have behind the scenes when the group's been such a, like a tight-knit, tight-knit group. You, you maybe can't take that for granted if they're playing such big roles behind the scenes. Obviously, there will come a point where we can't, like we can't have like a forty-five-year-old Paul Dummett like still in our twenty-five-man squad, <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah. so there'll come a point where we have to just cut ties. But but yeah, there'll come a point where Howe's probably got to make like ruthless decisions and and just think from a football side of side of it. But but yeah, I mean, if Howe wants him to stay, who am I to doubt Eddie Howe? Like he he knows how we work behind the scenes. I just hope that it doesn't it, it creates enough room in our twenty-five-man squad because you can just see like on deadline day. It popping up that we haven't got room in our squad to sign a certain player because Paul Dummer, who hasn't played a single minute of Premier League footballs, is is in the squad. It'll be just a little bit confusing, but we've just got to trust how, haven't we, really? Yeah, yeah. At the moment, it can't do anything else, and and there's no reason not to trust him, is there? Uh, every signing we've made since he came well, in it, has yeah. been an absolute gem. So, so yeah, no, it's we're in a good position. We're in a good position. It can be a very interesting summer. 
Um, just the last one. Else, um, yeah, go on. One, one last yeah, one. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's, it's on Bruno. So there's been a little bit of talk, which, to be honest, I didn't really give any attention. But there was talk that Liverpool and Barcelona were preparing bids and things like that. And to be honest, when you look at how much Bruno seems to be loved here, how much he seems to love it, the fact we've got in the Champions League and the fact we're now an ambitious club who doesn't, unlike the Mike Ashley days, look to sell its best assets, I don't even think for a second that we'd entertain those bids. On top of that, I know Fabrizio Romano came out and said, we're in the early stages of um, talks over a new long-term deal for Bruno. So I think clubs already know there's no chance for selling them. But on top of that, I think we want to reward his first year and a bit at the club with with a, probably a, a new improved contract and no doubt probably make him the, the, the highest paid player at the club, potentially. So yeah. I can't see him leaving. Um, in fact, it'll be the opposite. I can see him signing a new deal. So... So there's only good news there, I would say. I mean, what would the bid be? What would they bid? A hundred million or something? Eighty million? Like, what would Liverpool even offer? Like, we're not, we're going to turn it down. Well, I know, but yeah, I mean, a hundred million was a figure I read. Um, hundred million, yeah. I mean, the thing is with with them, um, say Liverpool. I mean, it sounds crazy to say it, but they're not in the Champions League now. And actually, does Bruno even see Liverpool as a more tempting project than Newcastle? I don't think he would. So yeah, um, yeah. There we go. That's the that's the that's the situation we've got to. This is the situation we've got to. We are in the Champions League and Liverpool aren't. So why the heck would you go to Liverpool? <laughs> oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. What a season, eh? What a summer we've got ahead of us. All those rumours yes, going around. Please do uh, keep listening to us. On th- We're going to try and release a transfer roundup on Thursdays where Ollie can kind of separate the wheat from the chaff that you see online. There's lots of rubbish that goes around, like Neymar and stuff. Uh <laughs> Little do we know, next week we're going to be saying, we'll just sign Neymar out of the blue. But no, yeah, I don't think it'll that's be an awkward happen. one, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so thanks, Ollie. Go to nufcblog.co.uk and keep up with that because that that every day is is posting articles with with links and things like that. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. Ollie, thank you very much for being with me. That's the Thursday Transfer Roundup. We're hoping to have a normal episode out next Monday or Tuesday. So we'll speak to you then. Say goodbye, Ollie. Goodbye. <laughs> Podcast Network.